0: Welcome to Thriving with Mental Illness, a podcast with real talk, an open and honest conversation about issues surrounding mental health. There are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. I'm Mikkel Buck, author, public speaker, and suicide survivor who's lived with mental illness for over 20 years. And with me is my guy, Adam.
1: Hey guys, welcome back. It's been a while.
0: It has in our uh, one of our last episodes in the intro. like, we're plowing right through the holidays. We did not, in <laughs> fact, plow right through. It's uh, we we stalled out for a really long time. But we have a ton of life updates. So well,
1: and in in the interim, part of the delay was we ended up getting COVID.
0: We did,
1: yes. So that's
0: not part of the fun. Life updates, by the way. No,
1: it's not fun, but it's real. Boo. (laughs) Thumbs down for COVID. (laughs) But we all made it through fine, and we're feeling better now. So thank you for being concerned about us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We know you all missed us so much, and that is why we were gone. (laughs) It's so meaningful. We should probably start off with a meme, because I feel like once we get into the life updates, it's, okay. it's going to take a sec. So there's a really funny meme that was reposted by from a bipolar mind, and the original post is by Ellie Kremendahl. And it says, therapy isn't about being fixed. It's about being your therapist's favorite patient. <laughs> is that true? It is absolutely true. There's a hilarious <laughs> TikTok that I actually sent- to my therapist Mm -hmm. after my last visit with him. It was something that Savannah sent to me that was so funny. Um, And it was kind of like what everybody wishes their therapist would say. Like, oh, my gosh, you're so cool. Oh, my gosh, why can't I be like, your problems aren't like anybody else's problems. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I will probably have to link it somehow because I was dying laughing. So when I read this meme, it totally reminded me of that funny little clip. And you should be giving me therapy. You're so smart. <laughs> you're so like smart. Things along those lines that if you go to therapy at all, you realize how funny that is. So the therapist thought it was hilarious, by the way. He died laughing.
1: <laughs> well, a great meme.
0: Great meme. Thank you, So,
1: we have so many updates. We do. Where Where to
0: start? Where to start? Uh, Let's start off with what happened this week. Okay. Yeah? So, our sweet Ella met an amazing guy, and guess what? They're engaged! Yes. And the engagement happened this week, and it was so magical. His name is Michael, and he made the most incredible, magical proposal story any girl could ever hope for
1: and we got to be part of i it. know
0: it was so fun he so did was nice. he was supposed to be out of town and so there was this whole ruse about he's out of town and she was bummed out because he was supposed to come in town behind the scenes like he did a whole scavenger hunt went to a bunch of different spots and in every spot there is somebody who loved ella michael's mom participated we participated would hand her the next clue, and give her a hug, and send her on her way. But it was funny because Michael told me that my job was to make sure we go get manicures that day, and that she's dressed up fancy for pictures, right? So the ruse was going out to dinner, and Michael called. He's like, oh, I'm sick. I can't fly down. What a bummer. So she was kind of bummed out anyway. So I'm trying to, like, pep it up and make it a fun girls' night out. Like, let's go out to dinner. Let's get our nails done, and and like, she was bummed. So um, it was a little bit of work. We went and got our nails done and she has fancy nails. You'll have to check out her Instagram and see her beautiful ring of nails. And it, it was really a fun, magical night. And he met her at Tempe Town Lake with chocolate dipped strawberries, with will you marry me a letter on each strawberry. It was above and beyond. Yeah, he, it was he well done. Amazing, amazing job. And he's so nice yes so nice we're
1: looking forward to it wedding's happening soon
0: yep <laughs> wedding update it's that's why it's been a hot minute <laughs> trying to hold our life together
1: so yes this will be our second child second
0: getting wedding getting
1: married so mm-hmm. we are excited
0: there is also i feel like both of these bits of news deserve a, an expansion right yes. of each one so ella's bit of news that she and michael are engaged is so exciting the other bit of news is max and savannah
1: Yes. So we found out that Max and Savannah are expecting their first oh, child.
0: You can't see it, but I'm are all, I'm jumping up and down inside the closet with my hand <laughs> over my mouth because I'm so excited. It's going to be the cutest baby and the smartest baby and the wisest baby ever known to mankind, this baby will be.
1: So, yeah, so these two pieces of news almost made Mikkel's head explode. <laughs> did. So excited. Maybe it
0: was a good thing we got COVID because really, I I think I was about (laughs) to just like implode from happiness. I don't know. I'm so, so excited about all these things.
1: So, and and we're going to go this weekend.
0: Yes. Saturday, we're going up to Utah for the gender reveal. Yes. Max and Savannah have had this, well, they haven't had this information. They had the information sent to Savannah's brother, Brexton. And he's had this piece of information for three and a half weeks, and they're waiting until we can go up to be a part of it. So the doctor so knows. Fun. The doctor knows, and, and Braxton, Braxton knows. knows. Nobody else knows. Nobody else knows. And until they've waited Saturday. this whole time, which is pretty, pretty, pretty mind blowing. Yes. So we cannot wait to find out, and we will update you all next week.
1: So, yes, each week we probably won't have that many exciting things. Well, it These has
0: been a hot minute. A like little we said. bit crazy. This is like a 20 minute. Life update because yes. we had guests, and we typically don't do the intro and update when we do have our amazing guests, yes. also. So,
1: well, and speaking of our guests, we had um, Eliza on mm-hmm. first, and then her husband Sam mm-hmm. Stapley on. And we loved having Sam give his perspective on how he and Eliza make their marriage work. And it made us think really what he's talking about is being a great cheerleader. Remember yeah. that episode we did?
0: Yeah, Warriors and Cheerleaders. <laughs> it was the first episode of season two. I can't remember what number, maybe 28 or 26 or something like that. But
1: So a cheerleader is basically anyone who loves and supports someone with mental illness. A
0: mental illness warrior is what we call them. Warriors.
1: Warriors, yes. That's right.
0: I get your terminology so correct? So a cheerleader
1: <laughs> is somebody who loves and supports a mental illness warrior. Yes. So, so today we were going to talk about... How do we become a better cheerleader?
0: Well, and part of the reason of that, Sam and Eliza were so articulate and so amazing. And the way that they spoke, they were very intelligent and had so many tools and really good information to convey. And uh, after the fact, people have said this to me as well. Sam is very learned and excellent at using these skills and navigating this relationship with Eliza. And he talked about how many tools she came to the table with. And I think in my post, I'm like, get yourself a guy like Sam because he's, he's, oh, he was so great. You guys, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. But people say similar things to me, like, oh, if I had a husband like Adam, and we kind of talked about that in the episode. What if you don't have somebody who's an amazing cheerleader for you in your life?
1: Or the other problem, it's like there's these guys or these cheerleaders out there that are just pre-made sitting on a shelf. And you just have to go find one.
0: <laughs> find yourself a hero, like yeah. Bonnie Tyler song. Pull now <laughs> for a
1: hero. Woo! And the reality is, nobody is sitting on a shelf with all of this knowledge and knowing no. how to do this. Nope. So everybody has to learn baby steps, you know, little by little. Everybody's become... a
0: remedial hero. Yes. Nobody starts off full, full-fledged hero. You're remedial heroes.
1: And we all step in it many, many times mm-hmm. by doing the wrong thing. And I've learned a lot over the years. You've
0: stepped in it before?
1: I have. you heard of a guy once or twice? I've stepped in it before. (laughs) And I've learned from my mistakes.
0: Well, and quite honestly, as we're parenting our adult children, we continue to step in it. Like, we, we don't have this all figured out either. We're doing the very best we can. We always get tools. We move forward in a positive way. But there's no point ever where you're like, I've arrived. I absolutely know how to handle every single situation there is regarding mental illness. That's not a thing.
1: So what if you're a a cheerleader? You want to be a support. You've got somebody in your life. We always talk about the husband and wife relationship because that's our relationship, but it could equally apply to friends. You might have a friend that's really struggling and you want to know how to support Uh, maybe a child. It could be a parent-child relationship. So You know, we're going to talk about spousal relationships, but these concepts would apply.
0: These apply all across the board. Well, and some of our examples, too, have our different relationships within our family. They're not just you and I.
1: Yeah. So what if you're that person? We're going to give you three baby steps you can take today to become an amazing cheerleader for your mental illness warrior.
0: Did I say that right? You did a great job. All right. Politically correct. I'll accept it.
1: <laughs> it's Mikel approved. <laughs> so the three things we're going to talk about. Number one, uh, write a list of 10 things you love about your mental illness warrior. This is important. Number two, tell them you can see them struggling and you're sorry that it's so hard for them. And then number three... Asking what is one thing you can do or you can change that would lighten their burden or make things easier for them. So those are the three things. We're going to talk about each one of them.
0: Flesh them all out.
1: Yes. But the first one, and the reason I put this down is because I've seen this be a help in our relationship. And and I think we've talked about this before. I tend to be more reserved um, I'm not very flowery with compliments and just kind of a kind of a reserved guy.
0: I have a blank face. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding my face together. I'm not saying anything.
1: So what I've had to learn is I need to articulate reasons that I love Mikkel. And then I found out that even when I would verbally say them, sometimes <laughs> she would forget them.
0: Well, you would say them with your mouth and I wouldn't hear them with my ears. Yes. <laughs> I think that so that's, a, is? that's a thing though, especially when I talk about the charting, when you feel bad, it feels like you've always felt bad. And it's really hard to remember that you ever felt good. It's hard to remember that people have told you they love you. It's hard to remember the good things about yourself. So having something tangible in front of me, like a note mm-hmm. that I can go back and read and say, this person thinks I'm awesome for all of these reasons, boom, 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 is so extraordinarily helpful in hanging on to things that are real in my brain when I have the funhouse mirror of depression or the, the downside of bipolar distorting my view.
1: Yeah. Well, and I remember times where I know I told you things that I love about you, but then I could see that you weren't remembering them
0: mm-hmm. when
1: times were hard. And so I started writing them down, mm-hmm. thinking this has got to be better. And so with notes... Uh, we did post-it notes, you know, I think we talked about that in one of our episodes, and I put them on the inside of our closet where we both can see them every day, and they're still up there. Uh, letters, things like that. So, it Well, is...
0: for every birthday, holiday, Christmas, Mother's Day, for years, anytime anybody asks me, the only thing I ever ask for is, like, write me a letter and tell me how awesome I am. That's really all I want. And the kids finally are like, Mom, there are no more awesome things about you. I've already <laughs> written them all down. There's no more awesome things left. So go back and read your old letters. I'm like, nope, that's nope. not how it works.
1: You can't say enough good things. That's,
0: that's not a thing.
1: So I said 10 things. If you're on a roll and you go past 10. Do 11. Do 11. Be nuts. Go to 15, 20. I mean, whatever. I just wanted to... At least 10, I think, is a good, a good point. But... Um.
0: Well, interestingly enough, this is still a thing even with our kids. Ella, I don't know, last week maybe was having a hard week and she texted and just said, I just need a cheerleader. I just need a cheerleader. And so my response in text form is I responded 10 things. I'm like, okay, where do you want me to start? I'm going to list them all out just in case Ella ever listens to this episode. She also can remember with her ears what I wrote to her in the text. (laughs) But they they don't have to be big, important things, but things that are very specific and true things. Yes. So I said, "Okay, girly, where would you like the cheerleading to start? One, you are a smoking hot, skinny legend. True thing. True (laughs) thing. She is a cutie. Number two, step aside, everyone, because you can run the world. Also.
1: Also true. A true
0: thing. Yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be running running the entire world. Just know you heard it here first. Uh, number three, your biceps are bigger than Max's. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to be pumped up, right? Max, right. we're real real sorry. We're sorry we said it, even though we all know it's true. Number four, meal prep. Anyone need I say more? She's, she's
1: great at meal prep.
0: Super organized every Saturday. She has matching Tupperware. She goes grocery shopping. She does her meal planning and prepping like. I kid you not, she can run the world. Number five, car concert buddy. If you're interested in seeing that, go on our personal Instagram page. (laughs) We are the Bucks, and you can see a 12-hour car ride of Ella and I having a car concert. So she's so fun. She's so, so, so fun. By the
1: way, the video clip is not 12 hours long.
0: (laughs) I just took a snippet. It is two and a half minutes, though. Fairly long. It's still fairly long for a video clip. Uh, number six, so service oriented. Yes. She is so thoughtful and so kind. The other night we were having a hard night. Pizza shows up on our doorstep. She lives in Utah. Mm-hmm. Pizza shows up on our doorstep. Like who sent us this pizza? I mean, it was gluten free <laughs> with extra olives. So someone in the inner circle and nobody like everyone's like, wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. It was, yeah, we were Ella. asking everybody. It was, Ella did it. Yeah, it was so nice of her. Was nice. Uh, number seven, best gift giver ever. Mm-hmm. True. Number eight, this is all caps, DIMPLES. You also have to see how adorable she is. Number nine, funniest person I know, next to dad, of course. And number ten, the sassiest best friend ever, and I love you. And she said, "Ugh, oh, I needed to hear all of that. Yes. You just need to be reminded. hmm This is important.
1: And repetition is not a bad thing. No. No. You can't just say, well, I told you that last week.
0: Like I already said you were awesome 8 years ago. Say it again. Nope. Say it again. Just Doesn't matter if it's the same <laughs> thing, change the date on the top, rewrite <laughs> the words and submit your new form.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's the recommended a uh, baby step number 1 is to just write 10 things. and it could be your friend, it could be your child, it could be your spouse. Yeah, this can be applied it to, can to anyone. Be anyone. that's
0: great. Well, and it also helps you too, because sometimes relationships do get hard. That's a real thing, especially when you're going through the thick of it. So to kind of remind yourself also, oh, this is who this person really is. These are all the reasons why I really love this person and value them in my life, even if we're in a a hard spot.
1: Yeah. So number two, the other thing I would recommend is to acknowledge, tell them you can see them struggling and that you're sorry that it's so hard. You know, I think this is important because the struggle is real, but very few people get it. Mm-hmm. And once somebody outside of themselves sees it and gets it, I think it's it's validating and it lifts the burden uh, of the struggle. Even though technically nothing has changed other than you're acknowledging how hard it is.
0: Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than when... I'm down or really, the weight is heavy. It's not even just down. It's not sad. It's not, the weight is so, so freaking heavy. And to have somebody comment and be like, what? This isn't even hard. What are you talking about? It's right. not even that hard. Like, <laughs> surprisingly, not helpful. Who
1: knew? Do you remember the triathlon that you ran? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used to race and do triathlons a lot. And... When the kids were little, I think was the first time they ever came and watched me race. Max was eight. Yeah. Like triathlons, actually, are not that fun to watch because they cover so much ground. They cover so much space. You're out on long rides, long swims, long runs. So it's not like you stand along the track and watch somebody run around and you cheer for them. They're out. They take off for an hour and a half and come back
1: and transition.
0: And then then you're at the next leg.
1: Yes. And let me tell you, my first triathlon, I was designated a photographer. And it is hard because you don't know when these transitions are
0: happening. Yeah. Cause and... There's no way to communicate out, you know, in the race. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm five minutes out. Like, you don't know. There's a window. So
1: you're kind of estimating when you might see them, but there's a lot of waiting.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of waiting involved. And... So this was the first time the kids all came to one of my triathlons, right? Mm-hmm. Again, Max is eight. So we go, it was a hard race. It was in Vegas It wasn't middle of the summer, obviously, because I probably would have died from heat stroke, but Vegas is just hot. It was springtime and it was a really, really hot day. And I remember feeling like I was about to die in that race. And at the end of it, I come back and you know, I'm sweating and dripping and you're congratulating me and I feel like a champ with my participation medal. And Max is like, oh my gosh, mom, that's not even that hard. Anybody could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like all he did is see me run in and out a couple times and change my shoes and get on a bike.
1: Yes. Like it's not even that hard. For Max, it was like a three minute
0: race. Yeah. I kid you not. I about snapped his neck and I had (laughs) to remind myself so many times, this kid is eight. He's eight, and this is not appropriate for me to, to be bent out of shape and want to hurt my eight-year-old.
1: Yes. So if you're not the one running the race, don't assume it's easy.
0: Yeah, not easy.
1: Because you're not running it. Mm-hmm. And so just acknowledging to the, the, the mental illness warrior that what they're doing is hard, and you see it.
0: Goes a long way.
1: And you're sorry that it's hard. Instead of trying to fix it, just kind of...
0: <laughs> yeah, say, you're right, this sucks. This reminds me of one of my favorite memes that I send, I've sent to a couple close friends in different situations. The meme is, there are two types of friends when someone insults you. One, oh, that sucks, I'm so sorry, do you want to talk about it? Which is valid, it's right? Sometimes friend. you need that friend. Yeah. The second type of friend is, they said, what?! What's their name? Never mind. I found their social media. LOL. They got nerve with their rat, dog, ugly face and their messy, dumb, old (laughs) other things. (laughs) Bleep, bleep, bleep. Bleep, bleep, bleep. And it's both types of friends are needed at different points of time, right? When things are so, so, so hard with mental illness and the weight is so heavy, you need someone to be like, what the, that, some nerve the universe has making you sit with weight like that. That's the worst thing I ever heard. That sucks. (laughs) Thank you. That's really all I needed to hear. I don't want you to solve it. I just want you to acknowledge how hard it is for me.
1: Yeah. And I have a tendency to be friend number one. Yeah. And I've tried to be friend number two as on an as-needed basis. Yes. But I'm sure you have other friends that might be better at that. More friend
0: number two. More friend the number two. The problem is to be friend number two... You sometimes have to use colorful language and you're just like, you're just better than that, babe. So I have to go to different friends for that one. And this is not all the times, the specific moments in time, you know, but it just, that's all, that's all.
1: So it is important to recognize it's hard and that you're sorry it's hard and that goes a long way. Yeah. That's number two. Number three is asking, what's one thing that I can do or change that would lighten your burden or make things easier for you? And it's important that the focus is on (laughs) the cheerleader and not what do you need to do? (laughs) You know, the mental illness warrior. This is about what can I change in my life? How can I help and be willing to make changes?
0: Well, the fact of the matter is there are many, many situations that are making it harder for the warrior if the cheerleader isn't adjusting the circumstances and the situation. Yeah. So that's a real thing. It's not just like toughen up, warrior. Good luck with that. Let me give you a hug. This is super hard. Anyway, like anyway there are things that you are doing that are making their life harder. And you need to understand what those are and change accordingly if you really want to be a great cheerleader.
1: Or maybe what you're doing has a neutral effect. Yeah. Which is not great either. I mean, we want yeah. to have a positive lifting benefit uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a cheerleader. So, and if you're going to ask the question, you have to be ready for
0: There are the some answer. real legitimate changes. Yeah. You were so kind to write up a list.
1: So I thought, you know, things that I, in talking to Mikkel, have changed because I know and she's communicated to me that this would be easier if I made these changes. Uh, One of them is I don't commit to social events without checking with her first. You know, that might seem like a little thing, but it's meaningful when I talk to Mikkel first And then commit.
0: Well, because a lot of times things are draining or I'm either not feeling great or there's more energy that's required for a different event that I know is higher on my priority list. Let us refer everybody back to the art of saying no. I believe episode number four and give yourself a buffer and always respond with, you know what? Let me get back to you. That way, any, you can go home. You can touch base with your husband, wife, son, daughter, friend, whoever gives you a minute And then you can check back with either a yes or a no. But if you want ideas on how to say no gracefully, also go back and listen to that episode. It's a gem. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, so if I'm out there scheduling all of these social events, filling up our calendar for the entire month with back-to-back things, obviously that's not going to help. I'm going to be draining, and I'm not, it's going to be more of a burden than a help. Right. So, same thing, you know, some people like to invite people over all the time. And we love to have people over. I just need to check with Mikkel and make sure how she's feeling before we, you know, schedule meals and friends and lots of things that we love to see. Uh-huh. But it just needs to be the right timing.
0: Right. And it can't be a surprise. Just, right. I, I no don't surprises. like surprises. I have to plan my energy and time out ahead of time. So that's not something that works for me in my life. I don't know if that's a personal thing, but I, I know a lot of people who deal with mental illness operate that same way. So that pretty common and maybe something you want to bring up and ask them about.
1: Yeah. So what I've tried to do also is pay attention when life starts going really fast and seeing what I can do to pump the brakes, maybe slow things down before it goes. Before the crash. Before the crash.
0: Because if you go too fast for too long, the crash is happening.
1: And so So. when I reckon, and I can tell, I can tell when things are going faster and faster. That
0: deserves a whole nother episode. Yes. About how like the specific signs of mania and how to recognize that mm-hmm. but that is a topic for another day and another episode mm-hmm. anyway
1: another one i wrote down was you know i used to love the red eye flights because they're so cheap
0: they are they're like at half the cost easily yeah. and
1: so you can you can travel for less money but what we've realized is i don't schedule those anymore because it's just bad
0: i am not lovely <laughs> when I stay up all night or travel on red-eye flights, we pay full price for the most <laughs> expensive flights so we can plan way ahead of time and we fly at in, the, the most convenient times. Yes. We always pay top price for it, but it, if we don't, guaranteed, it's not going to be a lovely trip. Right. If we do, the odds are much, much greater that we are all going to have a lovely time. So,
1: so if it's 1 a.m. and we're at the airport, then I've done something wrong. Yeah. So kind of along those lines, when we're traveling by car on a road trip, we make sure to stop before 10 p.m. Yeah. And just get a hotel wherever we are. We don't try driving through the night. We don't try to, you know, go till two in the morning and then stop. It
0: was so funny when Max came home from his mission. Well, he'd been home a year and he was moving up to Utah to go to college. And we were driving all of his stuff up and we got up to, I don't know, Richfield or something and realized that I had left my idea, my purse at the restaurant back in St. George. We had to turn around and drive three hours back. And he's like, Mom, I'll drive the rest away. Let's make it back up tonight. We'll get there at two in the morning. You can sleep in the car. I'm like, nope not a thing. And he's like, it's really, I can drive. I can do the whole thing. Like you don't understand. Nope. Not a thing. We checked into the hotel at 9 30 PM and slept through and got up in the morning and drove like that is, I already know that not a thing.
1: Well, and the last thing I put down here was, you know, a good cheerleader can help the mental illness warrior achieve their goals and their dreams, but doing so in a safe and wise way. So the idea is not to squash and say no you can't do that because you have mental illness but to figure out okay let's if you want to go here and do this or this is your goal okay let's figure out how to do it in a way that works for you. Right. And so being not being willing to be creative on how to get to where they want to go is important because if you just shut them down and say oh no, that's, you can't do that. Nobody likes that. And no. so we've done that with ourselves and uh, with our kids. Mm-hmm. And because you you want to dream and you achieve. Do. Dream big, go big,
0: do do, do everything that you've ever wanted to do in your life, but do it wisely. I, I think wise is the most important word. You can do anything you want, but you have to be wise. Yeah. So.
1: And it may need to be different. And than it's going to look different. How everybody else is doing mm-hmm. it. It's got to be okay.
0: Something else from the warrior side. Like sometimes there are specific little things you can ask for that people around you are willing to do to help. And sometimes maybe you don't know what those things are. So it's worth consideration also for the warrior to recognize maybe something simple when they're in a down spot that might help them. This week I had a rough week and I texted out to the kids. I'm like, hey, send me your screamiest, angriest music today. If you want to say, I love you, that's how you do it today and i now i have this great playlist when i'm like having a hard time i have a screamy angry playlist so thank you kids thank you go. very small thing really says so, i love you to me
1: yeah and just figuring out what you need at the moment and asking people around you that support mm-hmm. you for it
0: cuz the fact is you need a team you're going to need a solid solid team everyone's going to step up to the plate and be the the batter at different times, but you're always going to need more than one person to be on your team and help you succeed and thrive while living with mental illness. So,
1: so those are the three, and we broke them down into three very simple, basic things you can do today. And literally this could be done in a half hour yeah. or it could be done. I mean, it's that easy. Write 10 things down and share it with the mental illness warrior in your life. Number two, tell them you can see them struggling and you're sorry that it's so hard. And the last one is, what's one thing that I can do differently that would help lift your burden or make things easier? Very simple, but it's very meaningful and it will get you started off in the right direction on being the amazing cheerleader that the mental illness warriors in this world need.
0: You actually don't have to be politically correct for me. I know what you mean. I appreciate it. But thank you for taking the wordiest route ever to make sure I feel loved and supported in the appropriate political way. I love you. <laughs> well, it's very good to be back with all of you. Thank you so much for listening. We have a lot of topic requests that have been submitted in the last months. So, thank you to all of you who are submitting these topics. And we are going to be getting back on and answering everybody's questions and having discussions around them. So, thank you to everybody who submitted them. If you have topics that you would like to see covered, you can submit them on Instagram at Thriving with Mental Illness. If you want to learn more about living with mental illness on a day-to-day basis, you can get my book on Amazon. If you like the podcast, rate it and share it with a friend. Remember, there are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. We will see you next time.
1: See you next time.